This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Welcome, Mindy Grossman. She's president and CEO of WW International. She joins us on the phone from the Hudson Valley. And Mindy, Jason and I and our whole Bloomberg community, delighted to have you here with us. Curious to hear how your family's doing, your corporate family's doing it, uh, doing, you know, now that we're 15 weeks into the shutdown and now starting to slowly reopen. So thrilled to be here. I hope you and Jason are both terrific. We've been up here um, since March 16th. So it's been uh, certainly, uh, I think, a surreal time for everyone, but we're doing well. Um, To your point, Carol, you know, we entered the year with unbelievable momentum. You know, we had launched MyWW. We were in the throes of our digital transformation. Uh, we did a nine-city tour with Oprah, touching, you know, 135,000 people. And, you know, then all of a sudden, mid-March, um, the world changed. And we had to quickly pivot, um, not only for the safety and security of our employees and our members, but it was important to us that we kept our community together because of our approximately 5 million members who are all digital, 25% of them also attended our studios. So in March, in six days, we had to train 14,000 coaches. We pivoted our whole product and tech team. And simultaneously in 12 countries, we launched uh, virtual workshops, which in the first week, we had 15,000, and they're still continuing today. Um, and that pivot for us, even though we saw suppressed, um, you know, subscriptions starting in, you know, mid-March, that started really picking up again uh, starting in mid-April. And, you know, now our digital subscribers are at an all-time high, as is our retention and it was our maniacal focus on not losing our community in a world where community and motivation and support are really more important than ever just even psychologically for people Um, we also took the learnings from the tour we did physically with oprah and said what can we do for people who need this now more than ever And we launched a four-week, every Saturday, virtual tour with Oprah and made the decision to make it free globally for everyone because it's really what people needed right now. And that's what our brand has stood for since the very beginning. And we had, just in the first one, over half a million people live, and we've now had millions of people watch the content. Um, So what we've been trying to do is use this as an opportunity to accelerate our digital transformation, um, reduce our real estate footprint, be able to add, you know, to the ecosystem of wellness. And, you know, I think now we're seeing more than ever uh, health and wellness is on top of everybody's mind. It's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity. And so talk about Mindy, and I believe we've talked about this before. Uh, You've mentioned her a couple times, the Oprah effect here. I mean, what has she done for the brand, especially in this time? It feels 
almost more important uh, to have that voice for a whole variety of reasons. Yeah, you know, she has been such a partner to me since, you know, the day I joined uh, the company, certainly as a board member, but also as a thought partner in how can we work together to really give people the tools and the motivation so they can really live their best, healthiest lives. So, you know, if you look at what we've built out in terms of this wellness ecosystem, whether it's nutrition or activity or mindset, motivation, sleep, relationships, whatever that is, having Oprah and her voice to be able to amplify, I mean, it's really her superpower is to galvanize people. And we really saw it on the tour, and we also saw it on this virtual tour, and I know she feels um, now more than ever what we bring um, is going to be more critical for people. And, you know, as we talked about moving into the broader scope of wellness, we said we're never going to abdicate our global leadership in healthy weight loss, which is so important. If you look at the number one factor in COVID deaths was obesity. Right. Um, diabetes is a, a huge factor. And we're seeing from all our data in terms of why people are joining um, and what is, a, what is top of mind, it's I need to be healthy not just for me, but healthy to others. I need to not get sick to get healthy. I need to prevent what is happening. And I think, you know, COVID has really changed the mindset. The other thing it's done, though, it's really identified the health disparities among mm -hmm. communities. And I think that's yeah. going to be a big focus as well. We've, we've had these conversations, Mindy, with a lot of the members of the, the medical community that we've had on air about, you know, this is obviously a healthcare crisis, but it also speaks to the health of so many different, you know, so many Americans and, and the difficult spot that they're in. One thing I wanted to ask you is in terms of what you guys have seen, um, the pivot to even more digital because of the shutdown, is the virus potentially the catalyst to finally moving to a digital-only model? Look, I think any company that has not used this as an opportunity to accelerate the digital transformation is going to be left behind. That's the reality. However, the way we feel is it's not like face-to-face -face will go away completely. Mm. Um, we will have a smaller footprint. But even before COVID, we had a new product that is going to launch later this year, which is digital plus virtual group coaching. So our digital platform, but more support in terms of coach motivation. So once we launch that, we will have a suite of tools that people can look at and decide what is right for them. It's kind of picking my WW. And we've been on this personalization journey so not only do people obviously take an assessment for what program they want to be on for health and weight loss, but now they're going to have a suite of options in terms of what they feel is right for them. We, we just started open, reopening our studios, and by the end of this month, we will have about 400 studios uh, open. And we started, obviously, safety and security. It started right. with... People could come in and have a one-on-one -on -one session with their coach, um, weigh in, they could buy products. But by the end of the month, we will have very strategic, smaller groups based on the size and based on 
the rules of whatever the location is. Um, but we are really seeing that there are people who feel that they want that accountability, that interaction, and that motivation. And then there are other people who really just want the support of their digital community. Um, and, you know, Connect, which is our digital social platform, um, we also launched Connect Groups. Uh, for people who are going through specific struggles right now, young moms, imagine college students, a lot of them don't even know if they can go back to school or not. So what we're trying to do is give people that support and community no matter where they are, no matter how they want to interact. We're going to continue our conversation with Mindy Grossman now. And so, Mindy, I, I mean, I do wonder in terms of your workforce, how has that gone in, in terms of letting people go, bringing them back? What's been the, the rhythm of that and the financial implications, especially as you talk about this sort of hybrid model going forward? Help us understand the workforce here. Yeah, well, what we had to do is we had to take a very, very hard look at our physical footprint around the world. And to give you a perspective, we have locations that are branded, owned, and operated. And then we also have locations that are in other non-owned. And clearly right now, those are ones we can't necessarily control and the safety, security, et cetera, number one. Number two, we've obviously seen the ramp up significantly of our digital recruitment. So we did an entire review and we made the decision to reduce our footprint, which unfortunately uh, had to make the difficult decision to shrink uh, a number of our field organization. And, you know, it's, it's always difficult to do that, but um, for the future of where our company is going and where we need to put the investment that was the right thing to do. Um, and so of the 400 studios in the U.S. that will be open by the end of the month, those are WW studios. Is the worst over, Mindy, when it comes to cutting costs, letting workers go? I, I'm just curious about the visibility you feel feel like you have. We've, we've got our big invest conference going on, and you hear different things about people not still sure about how tricky it's going to be, you know, as yeah. we reopen more. Yeah, look, um, you know, I tend to be a resilient optimist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, we've had to do a lot of different modeling Um, You know, but last week um, when we announced the amendment to our revolving credit facility, just to give us more flexibility, we also gave an update on our business performance, um, which, as I said, particularly uh, since mid-April, our digital subscriber growth has been uh, very strong. So, you know, at the end of first quarter, we were at 5 million subscribers you normally see a dip from there, but we're still over 4.9 and our retention's at an all-time high. So it's not like we're not being cautious. We mm. did do an expense reduction of about $100 million um, to make sure that, um, you know, we had contingencies and we were going to have the right liquidity. Um, you know, but there's still uncertainty. There's uncertainty if we have a big spike. Um, so I think you know, our focus is doing all the right things for the business to continue to focus on um, our virtual workshops and digital recruitment. 
but more important, really being more of a necessity uh, for people right now. Right. Um, you know, as, as this is on top of their mind. And, you know, just since, um, you know, COVID, and obviously these were in the plan, we launched hydration tracking, sleep tracking, live content within our app uh, across our verticals. We integrated uh, FitOn, which is video fitness. We now have a full suite of video fitness uh, classes, an extensive suite in addition to audio fitness and headspace. Um, so really uh, what we've also done is we did a massive pivot around all our content right. because, you know, again, we have almost 5 million people on our app tracking. I and mean, I could tell you on a week-to-week basis the different things that people are eating and how they're working out, right. but also well, what they're talking about. Well, that's what I it, think that's really important, and you have to have the relevant content for them. Well, that's so true, and it's really fascinating that you are constantly, and it makes sense, you know, tracking it to see what people want. You have to, right? What consumer changes are you seeing? Because we really feel like there's been some shifts in maybe what consumers want overall, how they're doing things as they've been stuck home. Yeah. So I think at a very high level, as I said earlier, this idea of, you know, wellness going from being a luxury to a necessity and people really taking, um, you know, evaluation of themselves and and their life. And I think um, there's going to be a real reappraisal of how people live, how they work, how they spend and what they value. Um, And I think that's going to be uh, really important. The other thing that we see is it used to be, you know, people wanted to fix something when it was broken, right? I get sick, I need yeah. something to help me get well. I think now it's, I want to be well, so I don't get sick. And that's a big mindset change. You yeah. know, people, you don't want to be vulnerable. The other thing um, we're seeing is, I think the mental stress that this has really created for people, that's not going away overnight. So, you know, mental health and a lot of content um, in that area, I think is really going to be important. Um, And then the power of trust and community. Um, Mm. You know, I think, uh, you know, people um, in, in times of uncertainty, they want to gravitate towards those brands that they trust. And certainly for us, um, you know, everything we do is science-based. Right. Um, it's been that way from the beginning. There's a community. And so our entire organization has really been very focused on serving versus selling, really. Um, you know, how can we do, you know, whatever we can to, you know, enhance lives? I think the other thing that's been important is, you know, I think consumers are looking for brands that they really feel uh, have purpose. And, you know, I, I've always been a firm believer that, you know, today, brands that can marry technology plus meaning to help people live better connected lives, that's going to be important. And there's going to be a different measurement from consumers when they look at brands. Right. And, you know, how they managed through this and how they were thinking ultimately of, you know, who they serve. Um, So, Mindy, I got to ask you, because Carol and I both know you pretty well. We've watched your career and and I wonder you've managed through all sorts of crises before. What's different about this one from a leadership perspective and, and from the CEO's seat? 
Yeah, you know, I thought when I took my last company public in August 2008, that was kind of going to be the biggest crisis I would have um, <laughs> lived through. Um, this has been this has been very different. Yeah. Um, number one, this is truly global. Um, you know, number two, there's an aspect of uncertainty that we've never had before. Um, you know, number three. It has made us all isolate in a very different way. Um, and all of those things, you know, you have to take in from a leadership uh, perspective. And right now, and, you know, not that it wasn't then, but the need to, A, communicate. I'm not just the CEO. I'm the chief communication officer, the chief crisis officer, the chief hope officer. What people are needing and feeling right now um, is they, they want to know, you know, where they stand, what is happening at any given time. And, you know, my feeling is control what you can control. Tell people what you're doing. Galvanize them around what you can do um, and, and keep that focus. And I'm very fortunate that, you know, our leadership team has really come together. I mean, we've, we've built a culture of purpose and they're galvanized around how what we can do, and I'm galvanized around what we can do for them and for others. I think the other thing that's different this time is the world has changed since then, and um, authenticity is really important. Uh, I say that you know people used to think vulnerability was a weakness. It's a strength. Hmm. Um, people want to understand if they're feeling you know something that they're not alone. And so the number of town halls and the number of communications that myself and, you know, our leadership team has done has been significant. And we have tried to be, you know, transparent. We've tried to communicate whether that's what's happening with the business, um, what's happening with, you know, our studios or our offices or everything around the world. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's been a very big big factor in this and 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 lastly it's not just one thing you know we have a pandemic we have a financial um you know challenge and you know in the united states in particular um you know we have a real issue in terms of racism right. and you yes. know what we are going to do as a country and what we're going to do as businesses um so again, it's all of these things happening at the same time that really require, um, you know, your ability or the CEO's ability to address them in a very humane way. And I think it's really a call to moral leadership right now. And what does that moral leadership look like to you, especially around the racial justice issue, Mindy? So, you know, for me, it's been devastating. You know, I've been such a champion of diversity uh, my whole career, and it, it, it's been very emotional. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate. My CHRO, Kim Seymour, who, who is a, a black woman, but she's um, been my partner, and the two of us um, have really, you know, spent a lot of time saying, you know, how are we going to, you know, manage and what are we going to do? And we, we had had and made progress um, around diversity within our company. There's a reason we have 
a diverse board. That didn't happen by accident. There's a reason we have a diverse executive team. But the first thing we did was do a town hall um, and said, look, we've made progress, but it's not enough. And we need to do more, and we need to do it better. And we're going to listen um, to all our black colleagues. We're going to listen, and within a matter of days, we're going to come back and we're going to let you know the actions we're taking. Because what's really important right now is not just statement. It's yeah. statement and measurable action and accountability. Um, so, you know, yeah. we, we, did, we said, what are we going to do internally? What are we going to do externally? Um, so externally, we did donate a million dollars to a series of nonprofit organizations across, you know, education, social justice, health and wellness, and we're matching all employee donations to those as well. Um, we've already hired a head of inclusive leadership. We said we would, and we already have. Right. Um, so we know that there's someone across the organization. Right. Um, we're establishing a black advisory group. We're uh, spotlighting black-owned businesses on our WW shop. Um, a black employee development program requiring diversity hiring um, and even hey, Mindy. To address this issue of disparity just like we have an right. academic advisory board we're going to continue this conversation down the line we love catching up with you Mindy Grossman CEO of WW International